Arthur, the village blacksmith, ventured deep into the woods, searching for game. His bow ready, he moved silently, a skill honed from years of hunting. The forest, dense and ancient, had always been a source of solace for him, a place to escape the clang and clamor of the forge. As the sun dipped lower, casting long shadows through the trees, Arthur noticed something unusual. The familiar bark and leaves gave way to a surreal landscape. Before him stood a forest unlike any he had ever seen, trees made entirely of iron. These ironwood trees, towering and majestic, had trunks and branches that gleamed like polished metal. Their leaves, though shaped like those of any forest tree, were thin sheets of iron that clinked softly in the gentle breeze. For a moment, Arthur stood in awe. The sight was both beautiful and unsettling. He approached one of the trees, laying his hand upon its cool metallic bark. It felt smooth, unnaturally so, and yet it was unmistakably iron. He wondered how such a phenomenon could exist, a forest of metal in the midst of a land of flesh and wood. Curiosity piqued, Arthur ventured further. He saw no birds perched on the branches, no squirrels scurrying along. The forest was eerily silent, devoid of the usual chatter and rustle of wildlife. It was as if the ironwood trees stood as silent guardians over a sacred ground, a secret place hidden from the eyes of the world. As the last rays of sunlight disappeared, casting the forest into twilight, Arthur knew he had to return to the village. He realized the significance of his discovery. The ironwood, if harnessed, could offer untold benefits. Weapons and armor forged from such material would be unparalleled. But something in the stillness of the forest cautioned him. This was a place of ancient magic, perhaps not meant to be disturbed. With a final glance at the ironwood trees, Arthur turned back. He decided to keep this discovery to himself. The forest's mystery and the potential danger it posed were too great to share. He knew that this secret, this iron forest, was his alone to bear. As he made his way back to the village, the image of the ironwood trees lingered in his mind, both a marvel and a mystery, a silent promise of something profound, yet potentially perilous. The village was abuzz with activity as Arthur returned from the forest. The usual tranquility was shattered by anxious voices and hurried footsteps. He sensed something was amiss and quickened his pace towards the center of the village, where a crowd had gathered around the town crier. An army marches towards us, the crier bellowed, his voice laced with urgency. They're ruthless, sparing none in their path. Arthur's heart sank. The village was peaceful, unaccustomed to conflict. They were blacksmiths, farmers and craftsmen, not warriors. The news of an impending invasion sent waves of panic through the villagers. Families huddled together, whispering fearfully about the future. As the village's most skilled blacksmith, Arthur knew they looked to him for weapons and armor. But the iron he had was limited, and he doubted it would suffice against a formidable army. His thoughts raced back to the iron forest, its ironwood trees standing tall and invincible. The potential of such a resource was immense, but so were the risks. That night, Arthur lay awake, wrestling with his conscience. The iron forest's secrets whispered to him, promising strength and protection, 
Yet he recalled the eerie silence, the unnatural stillness of that place. It was a sanctuary of sorts, one that he had vowed to protect. As dawn broke, Arthur's decision was made. He couldn't sit idly by and watch his village fall to ruin. He would use the ironwood, but cautiously, respecting the forest's sanctity. With a heavy heart, he prepared to venture back into the iron forest, hoping that the silent guardians would forgive his intrusion. Gathering his tools, Arthur set out at first light. The weight of his village's fate rested on his shoulders. He hoped that the Ironwood would be their salvation, not a harbinger of doom. With every step towards the Iron Forest, Arthur felt the burden of his decision, a choice made in desperation, but fueled by the desire to protect his home and people. In the heart of the Iron Forest, Arthur set up his makeshift forge. The eerie silence of the forest was now punctuated by the clang of his hammer against the Ironwood. Sparks flew as he shaped the first weapon a sword that gleamed with a dull, metallic sheen. The ironwood, though tough, yielded to his skilled hands, as if recognising his intent. As Arthur plunged the newly forged sword into the cooling waters, a deep rumble echoed through the forest. The ground trembled beneath his feet, and the iron trees seemed to shudder. Arthur stepped back, his heart racing, as he realised that his actions had not gone unnoticed. From the depths of the forest, ancient spirits emerged, their forms ethereal and shifting. They were guardians of the Iron Forest, embodiments of the trees themselves. Their presence was overwhelming, filling the air with a palpable sense of power and anger. The spirits spoke in unison, their voices a chorus of the forest's wrath. You dare to violate the sanctity of this place, they intoned, their words resonating in the air and in Arthur's very bones. Arthur, gripping the hilt of the ironwood sword, felt a surge of fear and awe. He had heard tales of spirits and ancient magic, but he had never witnessed their true power. Now, faced with their tangible wrath, he realized the gravity of his transgression. I meant no harm, Arthur pleaded, his voice barely more than a whisper. I only sought to protect my village from invaders. Please understand my intentions. The spirits regarded him with eyes that shimmered like the iron leaves. Your intentions matter little in the face of your actions, they replied. You have awakened us, and for that there must be consequences. Arthur stood firm, despite the fear that gripped his heart. He knew he could not undo what had been done but he hoped to find a way to appease the spirits. As he looked into their ancient, timeless eyes, he understood that he had awakened something far more powerful and dangerous than he had ever imagined. The path ahead would be fraught with challenges, and Arthur knew he had to tread carefully to protect both his village and the sanctity of the Iron Forest. Arthur, amidst his forging, felt a shift in the atmosphere of the Iron Forest. The air grew colder and the ground vibrated with a deep, resonant energy. He paused, hammer mid-air, as a sense of foreboding washed over him. From the heart of the forest, a new figure emerged, towering above the other spirits. This was Eldertree, the oldest and most powerful of the forest's guardians. Eldertree's presence was awe-inspiring and intimidating, 
Its form was like that of a massive ironwood tree, with branches reaching out like arms and leaves that shimmered with an ancient light. Its eyes, deep and penetrating, fixed upon Arthur with an intensity that made him feel exposed and vulnerable. Elder Tree, whispered the other spirits in reverence. Arthur, feeling the immense power emanating from Elder Tree, dropped to one knee, a gesture of respect and submission. He had heard legends of Elder Tree, the first of the Ironwood Trees, a spirit of immense wisdom and strength, but never had he imagined it to be so imposing, so majestic. Elder Tree, Arthur began, his voice trembling. I seek only to protect my people. I did not know. Elder Tree's voice boomed, echoing through the forest, silencing Arthur. You have disturbed the ancient balance. Your intentions matter not. The sanctity of this forest has been breached. Arthur's heart sank. He knew the legend spoke of the spirit's demands for balance, but he had hoped his cause would be enough to sway them. For the use of the ironwood, Elder Tree continued, its voice resonating with the sound of rustling leaves. A price must be paid. A sacrificial offering to restore what has been disturbed. Arthur's mind raced. A sacrifice? The thought filled him with dread. What could he offer to appease such powerful beings? He was just a blacksmith with nothing of real value to give except... Arthur looked down at his hands, the hands of a craftsman, a creator. He realized the gravity of the situation. Whatever the sacrifice, he knew it would be a heavy price to pay, yet the lives and safety of his village hung in the balance. With a heavy heart, Arthur understood that whatever Elder Tree demanded, he would have to find a way to fulfill it. His resolve hardened, ready to face whatever was asked of him to protect his home and people. The village, once gripped by fear of the impending invasion, found a new sense of hope as Arthur returned with the ironwood weapons. The blacksmith distributed the swords and shields, their metallic sheen instilling a sense of awe among the villagers. The ironwood felt surprisingly light, yet unbreakably strong, a stark contrast to their usual bronze and iron tools. For a brief moment, the village was alive with a renewed vigor. Men and women practiced with their new weapons, marveling at their balance and strength. The children watched in fascination, their fears momentarily forgotten. Arthur watched this scene with a mixture of pride and apprehension, remembering the spirit's warning and Elder Tree's demand for a sacrifice. Then, without warning, the celebration turned to horror. One of the villagers, a robust man named Eric, had been demonstrating a sword maneuver when he suddenly froze mid-swing. His body stiffened and his skin took on a metallic sheen. Within moments, Eric stood motionless, transformed into a statue of pure iron. A stunned silence fell over the village. The ironwood sword slipped from Eric's hand, clanging against the ground, now devoid of its master's grip. The villagers backed away in fear, their eyes wide with disbelief. Arthur rushed to Eric's side, his heart pounding. He touched the iron statue that was once a man, feeling the cold, hard surface. It was as if Eric had been encased in iron, his last moment of life captured in metal. Panic ensued as the villagers realized the grave consequence of wielding the ironwood. Whispers of a curse spread like wildfire. The once celebrated weapons were now regarded with fear and suspicion. 
Arthur stood amidst the chaos, his mind racing. The Iron Curse, he realized, was the price of disturbing the Iron Forest. He had hoped to protect his people, but instead he had brought them a different kind of peril. As the reality of the situation dawned on him, Arthur knew he had to act. He had to find a way to lift the curse and fulfill the sacrificial demand of Elder Tree. With the weight of his village's fate heavier than ever on his shoulders, Arthur prepared to confront the consequences of his actions. The path ahead was uncertain, but he was determined to save his people from the fate he had unwittingly brought upon them. In the days following the emergence of the Iron Curse, Arthur noticed a change in Olivia, his closest friend and confidant. Olivia, usually open and straightforward, had become distant and evasive. She was often seen wandering the outskirts of the village at odd hours, her eyes clouded with worry. Arthur, preoccupied with finding a solution to the curse, initially dismissed her behavior as stress from the impending invasion. However, as he observed her more closely, a sinking feeling of suspicion took root in his mind. There was something Olivia was not telling him, a secret she was guarding closely. One evening, driven by a growing sense of unease, Arthur decided to follow Olivia. He trailed her discreetly as she made her way through the forest, moving with a purposeful stride. Arthur's heart raced as he realized she was heading towards the enemy's encampment. Hidden in the shadows, Arthur watched in disbelief as Olivia met with a group of the invading army's scouts. The conversation was hushed, but intense. Olivia's gestures were those of negotiation, her expression fraught with desperation. Arthur felt a wave of betrayal wash over him. Olivia, whom he had trusted with his life, was colluding with the enemy. He strained to catch snippets of the conversation, and the reality of her betrayal became painfully clear. Olivia believed that, by offering information about the village's defences and the Iron Forest, she could negotiate a peaceful surrender, sparing the lives of the villagers. Heartbroken and furious, Arthur retreated into the darkness. The weight of Olivia's betrayal was crushing. Not only had he to contend with the Iron Curse and the approaching invaders, but now he also faced treachery from within his own ranks. As he made his way back to the village, Arthur knew that he had to confront Olivia. But more importantly, he had to find a way to protect his people from the multitude of threats they faced. The revelation of Olivia's betrayal steeled his resolve. He had to act swiftly, for the safety of the village and to counter the dangers that now came from both outside and within. The day of the invasion dawned with a sky stained red, an ominous sign that seemed to foretell the bloodshed to come. The villagers, armed with their ironwood weapons, prepared to defend their homes, their determination fueled by fear and the will to survive. Arthur, despite the turmoil in his heart from Olivia's betrayal, stood at the forefront, ready to lead his people. The invading army approached with thunderous might, their numbers far greater than the villagers had anticipated. Arthur rallied his people, reminding them of their strength and unity. The clash of metal rang through the air as the two forces met, the villagers fighting with a desperate courage. It was then that the invaders unveiled their secret weapon. From the ranks of the enemy emerged a monstrous creature, unlike anything the villagers had ever seen. It was a behemoth covered in thick, scaly armor 
with eyes that burned like coals and a maw filled with razor-sharp teeth. The creature let out a deafening roar that shook the ground, striking fear into the hearts of the villagers. Arthur watched in horror as the ironwood weapons, which they had so heavily relied upon, proved ineffective against the creature. Swords bent and broke against its armoured hide, and arrows bounced off harmlessly. The beast rampaged through their lines, leaving destruction in its wake. The villagers' morale plummeted as they witnessed the futility of their efforts. The creature seemed invincible, a living engine of war that no weapon could harm. Despair began to set in, and the battle's tide turned swiftly against them. Arthur, amidst the chaos, realized the direness of their situation. The monstrous creature was not just a weapon, it was a statement of power from the invaders, a demonstration of their might and their disdain for those who opposed them. The villagers needed more than just weapons to fight this battle. They needed a miracle. As the beast continued its relentless assault, Arthur knew he had to find a way to stop it. He needed to harness the power of the Iron Forest and the spirits within to turn the tide of this battle. With the lives of his people at stake, Arthur prepared to make a desperate stand against the seemingly unstoppable force that threatened to obliterate everything he held dear. In the aftermath of the beast's onslaught, Arthur retreated into the Iron Forest. The sounds of battle faded into a haunting silence as he ventured deeper, seeking the counsel of the spirits. His heart was heavy with the knowledge that his village stood on the brink of destruction, and he was willing to do anything to save it. As he reached the heart of the forest, Arthur called out to the spirits. The air grew colder, and the ironwood trees seemed to lean in, listening. The ancient spirits, their forms shimmering like mirages, emerged from the trees. At their centre was Elder Tree, its presence as imposing as ever. I seek your help, Arthur said, his voice echoing in the stillness. The invaders have unleashed a monster upon us, and my people are dying. I am ready to make amends for the disturbance I have caused. The spirits whispered among themselves, their voices like the rustling of leaves. Elder Tree's gaze bore into Arthur, assessing his resolve. You seek to barter for our aid, Elder Tree said, its voice deep and resonant. But the price for such assistance is steep. Are you prepared to pay it? Arthur nodded a sense of resolve stealing his heart. I am. Whatever the cost, I will bear it for the sake of my people. Eldertree extended a branch-like hand towards Arthur. Then hear our terms. We will lend you our strength, but in return, you must sacrifice a part of your life. Years from your lifespan shall be ours. A payment for the balance you have disrupted. Arthur felt a chill run down his spine. The thought of losing years of his life was daunting, yet the alternative was far worse. He thought of his friends, his family, and the villagers who depended on him. He couldn't let them fall to the invaders' cruelty. I accept your terms, Arthur said, his voice steady despite the turmoil inside him. Eldertree touched Arthur and a surge of energy flowed through him. It was as if the very essence of the forest was entering his being, filling him with a newfound power. The pact was sealed, and a part of Arthur's life now belonged to the spirits.
As he left the forest, Arthur felt a profound change within him. He was now bound to the Iron Forest in a way he had never imagined. The weight of his sacrifice weighed heavily on his soul, but with it came a glimmer of hope. Armed with the spirit's power, Arthur was ready to face the monstrous creature and turn the tide of the battle for the fate of his village. With the power of the spirits coursing through him, Arthur returned to the battlefield where the village fought valiantly against the invaders. Amidst the chaos, a formidable figure cut through the ranks of the enemy soldiers, heading straight for Arthur. He was the enemy's greatest warrior, known for his brutal strength and merciless combat skills. The warrior, clad in dark armor, stood before Arthur, his presence exuding confidence and menace. I challenge you, blacksmith, he bellowed, his voice carrying over the din of battle. Defeat me, and perhaps your village may yet see another dawn. Arthur, feeling the weight of his village's fate on his shoulders, accepted the challenge. The two circled each other warily, sizing up their opponent. Then with a battle cry, they clashed. The duel was intense and brutal. The warrior's skill was unmatched, his strikes powerful and precise. Arthur parried and dodged, relying on the agility and strength he had gained from his pact with the spirits. The spirit's energy flowed through him, enhancing his senses and reflexes. Arthur managed to land a few blows, but the warrior's armor absorbed the impact. The warrior countered with a ferocious onslaught, pushing Arthur to his limits. Arthur's ironwood sword, infused with the power of the spirits, was the only thing keeping him in the fight. As the duel continued, Arthur began to feel the strain of the battle. His movements became slower, his breaths labored. The warrior, sensing Arthur's fatigue, intensified his attacks, driving Arthur back. In a critical moment, the warrior landed a heavy blow, sending Arthur to the ground. The villagers watched in horror, fearing the worst. But as the warrior raised his sword for the final strike, Arthur summoned the last of the spirit's energy within him. With a surge of power, Arthur rolled away, narrowly avoiding the death blow. He swiftly regained his footing and countered with a series of rapid strikes, fueled by the ancient magic of the Iron Forest. The warrior was caught off guard, struggling to defend against this unexpected burst of strength. The duel reached its climax as Arthur found an opening in the warrior's defense. With a powerful thrust, he drove his sword through a weak point in the armor, bringing the mighty warrior to his knees. Exhausted and wounded, Arthur stood victorious, but it was a close call. He had barely survived the duel, saved only by the unforeseen powers granted by his pact with the spirits. The villagers cheered, their spirits lifted by this unexpected triumph. Arthur, however, knew that the battle was far from over. The monstrous creature still ravaged the battlefield, and he had to find a way to stop it. But for now, he had given his people a fighting chance, and that was all that mattered. In the aftermath of the duel, Arthur realized the need for a more potent weapon against the monstrous creature and the remaining invaders. Drawing upon the ancient knowledge and power granted to him by his pact with the spirits, he returned to his forge. This time, he sought to create not just a weapon, but an ally. Arthur chose the finest piece of ironwood, its dark metallic grain shimmering with latent power. 
As he worked, he infused the blade with the essence of the spirits, chanting old incantations he had learned from the whispers of the forest. The air around the forge crackled with energy, the boundary between the physical and the mystical blurring under the influence of the ancient magic. The resulting sword was unlike any other. It was slender and perfectly balanced, its edge razor sharp. The ironwood gave it a unique dark sheen, and it seemed to pulsate with an inner light. Arthur named it the Whispering Blade, for as soon as he held it, he could hear faint whispers emanating from it. At first, the whispers were indistinct, like echoes in a vast cavern. But as Arthur attuned himself to the blade, the whispers grew clearer. They were voices of the ancient spirits, offering guidance and insight. The whispering blade shared secrets of battle strategies, weaknesses of the enemy, and hidden paths through the forest. The sword also revealed the nature of the monstrous creature, its origins and its vulnerabilities. Arthur listened intently, the voices providing him with a tactical advantage he had not possessed before. Armed with this newfound knowledge, he formulated a plan to defeat the beast and repel the invaders. As he wielded the whispering blade, Arthur felt a connection to the spirit stronger than ever. The sword was more than a weapon. It was a manifestation of the pact he had made, a symbol of the burden he bore and the hope he carried for his people. With the whispering blade in hand, Arthur was ready to lead his village into the final battle, guided by the ancient wisdom of the Iron Forest. As Arthur prepared his villagers for the next wave of battle, a sense of determination filled the air, bolstered by the presence of a beloved village hero, Alden. Alden was a seasoned warrior, respected and admired by all for his bravery and skill in combat. His decision to join the fray brought a renewed sense of hope to the villagers. They saw in him not just a fighter, but a symbol of their resilience and courage. Alden fought with a valour that inspired those around him. His presence on the battlefield lifted the spirits of the villagers, driving them to fight with renewed vigour. He moved through the enemy ranks like a storm, his sword flashing in the sunlight. Arthur, fighting alongside Alden, felt a surge of confidence. The Whispering Blade guided his actions, but it was Alden's fearless leadership that turned the tide of battle in their favour. Together they pushed the invaders back, inch by inch, reclaiming the ground they had lost. However, the tide of war is fickle, and tragedy struck when least expected. Amidst a fierce skirmish, Alden was confronted by several enemy warriors. He fought valiantly, but the numbers overwhelmed him. A fatal blow struck him down, and he fell to the ground, his lifeblood seeping into the earth. The fall of Alden was a devastating blow to the villagers. The sight of their fallen hero sent a wave of shock and despair through their ranks. Morale plummeted, and for a moment, it seemed as if the will to fight drained from them. Arthur, witnessing Alden's fall, felt a profound sense of loss and anger, but he knew he could not let his friend's sacrifice be in vain. Stealing himself, Arthur raised the whispering blade high, its dark surface gleaming with a spectral light. 
Addressing his fellow villagers, Arthur spoke with a voice that cut through the despair. Alden fought bravely. For each of us, for our home, we must honor his memory, not with grief, but with courage. Stand with me. Fight with me. Let us show these invaders the strength of our resolve. Arthur's words, fueled by the urgency of the moment and the power of the Whispering Blade, reignited the fire in the hearts of the villagers. They rallied around him, their determination restored. Together, they resumed the fight, carrying the memory of Alden as a banner of defiance against their foes. The battle raged on, but now, with a renewed spirit and a unified resolve to protect their village, no matter the cost. In the aftermath of the battle, as the villagers tended to their wounded and mourned their losses, Arthur's mind was preoccupied with the Iron Curse. The image of Eric, turned into an iron statue, haunted him. He knew that without a cure, more of his people would suffer the same fate, their lives frozen in metallic stillness. Determined to find a solution, Arthur sought counsel from the Whispering Blade. The spirits, speaking through the blade, told him of an ancient alchemist who once delved into the mysteries of life and metal. This alchemist, they whispered, had created a potion that could counteract curses of a similar nature. However, he resided in lands far beyond the village, in a realm shrouded in mystery and danger. Arthur knew that the journey would be perilous, but the lives of his people were at stake. He prepared for his quest, gathering supplies and bidding farewell to his fellow villagers. He left them with words of encouragement and instructions to fortify the village against further attacks. As he set out on his journey, Arthur felt the weight of responsibility on his shoulders. The road ahead was uncertain, and he had only the whispers of the spirits to guide him. He travelled through dense forests, across barren plains, and over treacherous mountains. Along the way he encountered strange creatures and navigated perilous paths, his resolve never wavering. The Whispering Blade proved to be an invaluable companion, offering guidance and protection. Its whispers led Arthur through hidden trails and revealed secrets that helped him overcome the obstacles he faced. After days of arduous travel, Arthur finally arrived at the domain of the ancient alchemist, it was a place out of time, shrouded in a perpetual mist that seemed to whisper secrets of its own. Here, Arthur hoped to find the cure for the Iron Curse, the key to saving his people and redeeming himself for the consequences of his actions. Arthur stepped into the alchemist's realm, ready to face whatever challenges lay ahead in his quest for the cure. His journey had taken him far from his village, but the fate of his people and the burden of his choices remained with him driving him forward in his search for salvation. With Arthur's departure on his crucial quest, the village faced the renewed onslaught of the invaders with dwindling hope. The enemy, emboldened by the absence of the blacksmith and the fall of their hero, Alden, intensified their attacks, sensing vulnerability and an opportunity to crush the villagers' spirit once and for all. The villagers, though courageous and determined, were not seasoned warriors. They fought with the ferocity of those defending their homes, but the tactical expertise and sheer numbers of the invaders were overwhelming. The ironwood weapons, though formidable, 
could not compensate for the experience and discipline of a trained army. Day by day, the invaders chipped away at the village's defences. Barricades were torn down and watchtowers fell. The monstrous creature, still at large, wreaked havoc wherever it went, its invulnerability to conventional weapons making it a relentless force of destruction. The situation grew increasingly desperate. The villagers, fatigued and outnumbered, struggled to hold their ground. The loss of their hero, Alden, still weighed heavily on their hearts, and Arthur's absence was deeply felt. Each new assault tested their resolve, and it seemed only a matter of time before the village would fall. In these dark times, the villagers' resolve was put to the ultimate test. They banded together, each person playing their part in the defence, be it through combat, tending to the wounded or keeping the morale high. The women, children and elderly lent their strength in any way they could, supporting the fighters on the front lines. Despite their valiant efforts, the village defences continued to crumble under the relentless pressure of the invaders. Houses were burned and landmarks that had stood for generations were reduced to rubble. The air was thick with smoke and the cries of battle, a stark contrast to the peaceful village it once was. As the invaders pressed closer to the heart of the village, the sense of impending defeat grew. The villagers knew that their survival hung by a thread, their only hope resting on Arthur's success in finding the cure for the Iron Curse. In the face of overwhelming odds, they fought on, their spirit unbroken, clinging to the hope that Arthur would return in time to turn the tide of this unyielding conflict. Arthur, having secured the cure for the Iron Curse from the ancient alchemist, hastened back to the village. The journey back was fraught with urgency, his heart heavy with the fear of what he might find upon his return. As he neared the village, the sounds of battle reached his ears, a cacophony of steel and despair. He arrived to find the village on the brink of collapse. The invaders had breached the last lines of defence, and the villagers were fighting a losing battle. The sight of his home in ruins, his people cornered and desperate, ignited a fierce determination in Arthur. Wielding the Whispering Blade, Arthur charged into the fray. The blade, resonating with the power of the spirits, cut through the enemy ranks like a force of nature. Each swing was guided by the whispers of the blade, turning Arthur into an avatar of the Iron Forest's wrath. The villagers, heartened by Arthur's return and the awe-inspiring display of the Whispering Blade's power, rallied behind him. The tide of the battle began to shift, the enemy, taken aback by the sudden resurgence of the villagers and the supernatural prowess of Arthur, faltered in their assault. Arthur moved with a purpose, his strikes precise and deadly. The whispering blade seemed to anticipate the enemy's movements, its whispers alerting Arthur to incoming attacks and revealing weaknesses in their armour. It was as if the spirits themselves were fighting alongside the villagers, their anger and desire for protection channeled through the blade. The monstrous creature, which had been a source of relentless terror, now faced Arthur. In a climactic confrontation, the Whispering Blade revealed the secret to defeating the beast. Arthur, with a fearless charge, exploited the creature's vulnerability, which the spirits had whispered to him. The beast let out a final agonizing roar before collapsing, 
defeated at last. The fall of the monstrous creature signaled a turning point in the battle. The invaders, demoralized by the loss of their secret weapon and bewildered by the supernatural force they faced, began to retreat. The villagers, spurred on by Arthur's heroic return, pushed back with renewed vigor, driving the invaders from their land. Arthur's return with the Whispering Blade had not only turned the tide of the battle, but also rekindled the flame of hope in the hearts of his people. The village, though battered and bruised, had withstood the siege. The battle was won, but Arthur knew that the war was not over yet. He still had the cure for the Iron Curse to administer, a task he approached with a sense of duty and urgency, determined to lift the dark shadow that had fallen over his village. Arthur, with the village now safe from the immediate threat of the invaders, turned his attention to the cure for the Iron Curse. The ancient alchemist had given him a small, intricately carved box containing the potion. The potion was a shimmering liquid, its color changing in the light, and it seemed to pulse with a life of its own. Before administering the cure, Arthur sought the wisdom of the Whispering Blade. The spirits, ever present, revealed the true nature of the cure. It was not simply a concoction of herbs and magic. It required a life force to activate its properties, a sacrifice of vital energy from a living being. The realization struck Arthur with the force of a physical blow. He understood now the weight of the alchemist's words when he handed over the cure. The cost of undoing such powerful magic is always steep. Arthur faced a harrowing decision. The cure could save his people, but at the cost of a life. His mind raced with the possibilities, each more disheartening than the last. Could he ask this of someone else? Could he bear the burden of such a choice? As he pondered, Arthur's thoughts turned to the villagers who had been turned into iron statues. He thought of Eric, frozen mid-swing, and the others who had suffered a similar fate. He thought of their families, their unfulfilled lives, and the hole their absence had left in the village. Then, Arthur thought of his own journey, the pact he had made with the spirits, and the sacrifices he had already borne. A sense of resolve settled over him. He had already given so much of himself to protect his village, his time, his safety, and years of his life. This final sacrifice, though heart-wrenching, was a continuation of his commitment to his people. With a heavy heart, Arthur decided to make the personal sacrifice himself. He would not ask this of anyone else. He prepared the potion, adding his own life force into the mixture, feeling a drain on his energy as he did so. The potion glowed brightly for a moment before settling into a calm, steady light. It was ready. Arthur administered the cure to the afflicted villagers starting with Eric. One by one, the iron statues returned to their human forms, confusion and relief washing over their faces as they realized they had been freed from their metallic prison. The cure worked, lifting the iron curse from the village. However, the cost to Arthur was evident. He felt weakened, his vitality diminished. Yet despite the physical toll, Arthur felt a sense of peace. He had saved his people, fulfilled his duty as their protector and upheld the responsibility he had taken upon discovering the Iron Forest. As the villagers celebrated the lifting of the curse, 
their joy tinged with the sorrow of their recent trials. Arthur stood quietly apart, reflecting on the journey that had brought them to this moment. He had faced impossible choices, fought overwhelming odds and made sacrifices that would forever mark him. But through it all, he had remained steadfast in his commitment to his village, a true guardian in both spirit and deed. The village, rejuvenated by the lifting of the Iron Curse, prepared for the final confrontation with the invaders. Arthur, though weakened by the sacrifice he had made for the cure, stood at the forefront, the whispering blade in hand. The villagers rallied around him, their spirits lifted by the return of their loved ones and the defeat of the monstrous creature. The invaders, regrouping after their setbacks, launched a final desperate attack on the village. This time, the villagers were ready. They met the enemy with a fierce determination, fighting not just for survival, but for their homes and for the future of their village. Arthur, leading the charge, fought with a valour that inspired those around him. The whispering blade sang in his hands, cutting down enemy after enemy. However, as the battle raged on, Arthur's strength began to wane, the toll of his sacrifices catching up to him. In the midst of the battle, Eldertree's voice echoed in Arthur's mind through the whispering blade. Your journey is at its end, blacksmith. Your final sacrifice awaits. Arthur understood what was required of him. He had already given so much, but the spirits demanded one last act. A sacrifice that would end the conflict once and for all. With a heavy heart, Arthur pushed forward, making his way towards the leader of the invaders. A fierce duel ensued, with Arthur summoning the last of his strength and the power of the spirits. As he fought, he felt his life force ebbing away, but his resolve never faltered. With a final decisive strike, Arthur defeated the enemy leader. As the leader fell, a profound silence fell over the battlefield. The invaders, seeing their leader vanquished, lost their will to fight and retreated, their spirit broken. As the villagers celebrated their hard-won victory, Arthur staggered away from the battlefield, his energy all but spent. He made his way to the Iron Forest, the whispering blade guiding him. In the heart of the forest, Arthur collapsed at the base of Eldertree. He felt his life force draining away, but also a deep sense of peace. He had fulfilled his destiny, saved his village, and restored the balance he had once disturbed. As the villagers searched for him, they found, in the place where Arthur had fallen, a young ironwood tree, its bark dark and its leaves shimmering in the light. The tree seemed to radiate a sense of calm and strength, and the villagers knew that Arthur had become one with the forest he had sought to protect. Arthur's sacrifice became the stuff of legend, a tale of a hero who became the eternal guardian of the village and the Iron Forest. His story was passed down through generations, a reminder of the thin line between greed and valour and the profound impact one individual can have on the fate of many. The Ironwood Tree stood as a symbol of his sacrifice, a guardian watching over the forest and the village ensuring that the peace and balance he had fought for would endure for years to come.